Welcome to the Casual Fridays REI podcast, where you'll learn about the wildly profitable niche of land investing. Active land investors Adam Southey and Justin Sleva are here to share their experiences with you so that you can learn how to build massive cash flow and huge profits from this highly lucrative niche. So without further ado, here are your hosts, Adam Southey and Justin Sleva. What's up, guys? I'm Adam Southey here with my co-host, Justin Sleva, and this is the Casual Fridays REI podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about if you should go with the first buyer or the best buyer. Before we do that, though, let's talk about the Casual Fridays land flipping blueprint. Guys, if you're thinking about getting into this industry, this is it. This is the course you want to buy. Justin and I spent months doing consulting calls and helping people out before we ever put this course together. So what's this mean for you? Well, for one, because we've done so much consulting, we know where people get hung up and we've addressed those issues in this course. But also, you've got two experienced land investors who came together, took the best parts of each of their business and laid them out for you in an easy to follow video format. So if this excites you and you're thinking about getting in this industry, all you got to do is go to our website at www.casualfridaysrei.com. Click on the training tab and uh, walk this sign up and uh, get started. Hey, what's up? How are you? I'm good. It's Friday and I uh, got nothing going on tonight, but it's Friday anyway. <laughs> and uh, probably gonna have a drink or two. Oh, we're going to relax on a Friday? I mean, be student on Monday, I guess. I'm not allowed to have any drinks tonight. Why? Family pictures at 7 a.m. in the morning. 7 a.m.? Yeah, sunrise pictures in our fall colors. <laughs> it's going to be beautiful. You get a, like a good photographer put a sunlight lens on their camera or something. I, I don't know anything about that. <laughs> I don't even know if that exists, but I'm just saying. You just, could, though, right? Yeah. You just invent totally, your own sunlight. Yeah. That's what they got photoshopped for or something. Yeah. Because that, that means you have to be. So that's what time you have to be on set. I got to be say. on set. Yep. For my fall pictures. Ooh. We have finally gotten it figured out what we're wearing. So decision. Oh, this is still a photo you were talking about like yeah. a, month, yeah. a month ago. Yeah. We've been prepping for a while for this one. <laughs> well, that's good. I'm glad y'all got that worked out. What time do the kids normally wake up? Our kids wake up early. They'll wake up at 5.45, 6. No problems. No, we keep a, we have one of those alarm clocks that have a light on it, and they're not allowed to leave the room till the light comes on, which doesn't stop them from like using their Jack and Jill bathrooms to play or getting in the hallway and playing with each other. Sometimes we'll walk out at like 6.30. Like Jessica gets up early too. She gets up at 5.30 to run. So she may walk out there and they're in there coloring in the living room. And then she's like, what are y'all doing up? And they're like, they'll just sit there and act like they don't that she doesn't see him, so they'll just sit there and be real still and look at her until she says something. It's not like, oh, hey, mom, just coloring. It's like, maybe she won't see us if we sit real still. <laughs> and then they take off running. Yeah. My mom said I, was, I used to always do that. Well, the sun's up, so why aren't we up? Yep. You know, she's, she's like, I used to hate that. <laughs> yeah, that's. I was an early, early riser too. I, I still get up naturally early, but I try to kind of hang out in the room for a little bit so the kids don't get up and get excited. What, what is naturally early? Like I wake up naturally 545 6 mm. um, with the railroad it was even more earlier than that but now you know wake up 545 jessica gets up she goes and runs typically i'll move to like the middle of the bed or her side of the bed and then i go back to sleep and get like you know a 20 or 30 minute quick nap that's just like super deep yeah doesn't that second that nap always like Ugh. it's the deepest sleep oh, ever it's amazing but i well did you say that but i started taking some essential oil and i'm not an oily person like for those people that are Listening to this, that are all oily people or oily moms, typically what it is. My wife is one of those, like put sage or peppermint and whatnot. And so she he's given me this stuff called Copahiba. And I have not had as many dreams. I've been taking it for a week now. Not had as many dreams in the last probably four years as I have in the last week. Like super deep, 
REM sleep, I guess. I'm waking up fresh and feeling good. So I need to bring you a couple so you can try them out. I wanted to give you like five days worth so you could try them out. Yeah, I want to try them. I, I have a tough time with those oil things. Well, it's a it's a little gel pill. It's like yeah, a little yeah, soft yeah. gel. It looks like a BB almost. Oh, it's pretty small. A little bigger than a BB. Hmm. Like a slingshot BB. Hmm. So I think, well, you could, I'll try I think you'd handle swallowing this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> moving on. Uh, so today's topic, right? Yeah. First buyer, best buyer. I'm bringing this up because I've had a property I've been trying to sell for a long time, right? Okay. And it, for, this property sat longer than any property I've ever had, which I guess looking back, it's really not that long. This is it sold beginning of November, probably went on the market first of September. <laughs> so it's set for 60 days on the market. I'm so out of touch with what's going on in the marketing world today. <laughs> it just seems like for me, especially you know offering a low down payment, that's kind of long. Yeah. Um, anyway, the point is, dead silence on this property forever. And mm-hmm. then all of a sudden, in one week, I had a buyer, a guy come in. Now, on paper, he's very well qualified. This, him and his wife, really good jobs, and they both want it, mm-hmm. and they wanted to owner finance it. And so, but he was only wanted to put $500 down and then like $350 a month for seven years. Okay. Which is great. You know, that's good. But the very next day, I had a cash offer, and then um, I had someone that else also offer that wanted to put um, 2000 down mm-hmm. and then finance it out for six years. Mm-hmm. And both the the bigger down payment and the cash buyer were a whole lot more attractive, mm-hmm. but I already had the paper work out to the first guy, even though he had not made his down payment and he had not signed it yet. Okay. And so I was very tempted just to say, well, three of you want it, first person to give get me some back. money. Yeah, first person to get it back. <laughs> yeah, and I guess I've dealt with that before, but this time... It just really like resonated with me, mm-hmm. and so I stuck. I I gave him the time because I gave him the contract first, but mm-hmm. it really brought to attention like what's the right move? Yeah, what is Do the you? right move? Like, I, so you had a low down payment, high payment with qualified people for the course. I mean, essentially, you know, a thirty thousand dollar deal for you. Uh, you had a cash deal for it was probably half that, half that fifteen thousand yeah. cash, or you know, two thousand down and payments for six years to the same, probably close to $28,000, $30,000 total payout is what it's going to be on that one. And you hadn't got a signature back or a down payment back, and the other two people have made offers too. Yeah. Man, that's that's a good question. So for me, it's kind of like I, I would have done the exact same thing you did. I said, hey, I've got a, I've got a contract out right now. i got to give him at least 24 hours. I'll notify him that I have two other offers on the table to see if he's going to go through with it. I have done that situation, and I've had – the person I send it out just ghost me uh, mm. several times. So typically what I'll do is I'll give that person the 24 hours, but I let them know, hey, I've had two other offers come in, or I had another offer come in. I'm giving you 24 hours to get it back to me. If I don't hear by you close the business tomorrow, I'm going to accept the second offer. And that way I'm sticking to my word, you know, but, you know, it's not uncommon. I had one property. I think I sent out like five contracts on, like five land contracts on it on when I was doing owner financing on it. And just people would get it and wouldn't come back. The good thing was, is all I had to do was change the names each time because they're the same terms. Yeah. You know, just change the names each time. Yeah. I, um, I felt like it was the right thing to do. And I did, I gave him 24 hours, but I hate having that conversation where I call him back and I'm like, I've had another offer. You've got 24 hours. Cause to me, that just seems like a sales tactic. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I would have gone, oh yeah, sure. Sure you do. You know, but I think in this business, you have your reputation mm-hmm. and you know, especially in today's world with uh, social. social media and whatnot, one bad review can kill you. 
And so while these other buyers seem to be better ones, just because they had well, a, a cash deal is always good, mm-hmm. right? And then a higher down payment is always good. Cause Did you just switch from I love terms to cash? Cash buyers are always good. Well, there's a difference between saying they're always good and I love them. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> I do love cash buyer. Who doesn't, who doesn't like a cash buyer? <laughs> who doesn't right? like cash? Yeah, but um, yeah, it, I guess the whole point of that whole thing was what's the right move? Should I have like waited 24 hours and then emailed all three of them and been like, you know what, all three of you made offers. First person to click this link and make a down payment, it's yours. Or yeah. I gave it to this guy first, give him 24 hours or what, you know, really? Yeah, no, it's... And that's, for me, the, I think the right question is, what can you look at yourself in the mirror the next day and say, you know what, I did right. You could sleep with it. You know, there's, in, in any type of business, you've got to be able to look at yourself in the mirror and say, you know what, I did what was right. And throughout previous work histories and through this business, we've all been in situations where, for me, like I can speak personally, where I've had to let people go or fire people and, you know, it was really going to impact their life and still had to do it. And I knew what it was going to do as an impact. But it was the right thing to do for them and for me uh, as a company or, you know, as the business. And so that's kind of my my take on that is, you know, can I sleep with myself or sleep on that decision I made? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good one. I, I'm very confident in my decision. I would probably make that decision every single time, right? Mm-hmm. Give the first guy the the deal or mm-hmm. the option to pass on the deal. Yeah. But when, you know, cash money staring at your face or a better yeah. buyer, you know, I, there is that temptation of saying, well, maybe I can kick this guy out somehow, let him yeah. go around it. Or would I feel good if I just said, oh yeah, I could definitely use that cash right now. Here, sign this. I told someone else they could have it, but they haven't said it. So if you sign this right now and then just get that deal done and then call the other guy back, well, sorry, dude, you missed another, out. Another contract came in. Yeah. That's, that's the hard thing about this is that you can get tempted into that. The easy thing is you do what's right and you just continually do what's right. Now, legally, would you have had any recourse if you would have taken it to the other person? No, because the guy didn't have a contract with you. You sent out a purchase sales agreement. He had verbally intended to purchase it, but he hadn't done it yet. Mm. So I don't know. I mean, that's a, that's a fun one. Yeah, I think the decision's right. I would recommend anybody listening to the show do the exact same thing, especially one bad review kills you. But I don't think one bad review necessarily kills you in this with that. I, I, you know, hey... I didn't put a contract and you, you, a lot of now that the platforms allow you to respond to that. So, Oh, yeah. they, they sold it from out from underneath me. Well, you've never sent the contract back or you didn't put your earnest money. Cause a lot of people won't send a contract unless they put earnest money. Yeah. Send the $500 doc fee and then we'll fill out all the paperwork for you. Whenever I see even one bad review, it's just, maybe it's just me. Whenever I see one bad review, I'm like, Oh, I don't know if I can trust them. Eh, I'm torn on that. I don't necessarily, yeah. I don't necessarily agree with it. Yeah. So, well, you don't have to. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's a difference of like the people. Yep. Right. Cause I know I've looked into like buying things before and you do a such and such reviews on Google. Right. Mm-hmm. And then you see like a BBB thing comes up and there's one bad review. And for me, I'll be like, I'll second guess it. Yeah. Well, you look like you have something like you're thinking of a specific no. thing. Oh, no, 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 <laughs> I can see you're going to pass on that. So we'll move on from that subject. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have anything else you want to say about it? I think we made the right decision, right? No, I think you made a, the, the right decision. And, you know, I have had situations where I have brought up, hey, if some people are on the fence, hey, we need your best and final offer right now, especially with real estate agents. And that's a really good buffer for you is, you know, hey, we need your best and final right now. I've got multiple offer. We're in a multiple offer situation. I've had four people out there this weekend going to look at it. Houses, you see it a lot more common. It's a pretty common thing to do. But on land, it's not out of the question to say, hey, I've had multiple showings this weekend. Make sure this offers your best and final especially when dealing with real estate agents. And that's a way that you can kind of cut through some of the negotiations and get to the top dollar really quickly. Cool. Solid advice. Yep. 
right, guys, that's it uh, for Friday. We hope you have a solid weekend. As always, do us a favor. Go to Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, like, follow, subscribe, and iTunes, Stitcher, wherever else you listen to us, like, rate, review, and subscribe to the show. Appreciate it. We love you. See you Monday. See you Monday, guys.